You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. All right, guys. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Screeners Podcast. My name is Chris. This is Chad. I'm Josh. I'm Daniel. And I'm April. Hey, April. April. April's back. (laughs) All right. Yeah, we should definitely say right at the top of the show that April is going to be joining us as an official co-host, no longer just a guest. Um, So welcome, April. So glad to have you. It's good to be here. All right, guys. Well, this is one of my favorite episodes of the year. This is our summer movie wager episode. You can join in on the fun if you'd like to by going to the sumo thesummermoviewager.com. Uh, you can go over there and choose your top 10 films and three dark horses. And that's what we're going to be doing on this episode. Uh, the entire time, there's five of us on tonight, and we're going to be discussing our top 10 picks for summer box office and three dark horses. So I'm excited to dive in, and I would invite each and every one of you to head over to facebook.com join in on the conversation let us know what you think about the films coming out this summer what your top 10 are we're excited to do it so let's go ahead and dive in to the main event welcome to the main event all right welcome to the 2019 screener summer movie wager also known as the chad invitational Mm. because (laughs) i win every year wait you win every year you say i mean i feel like every Every year i feel if in my heart it feels like it's every year it's my year this time guys so interesting (laughs) yeah i just i'm just saying it feels like felt like the right thing to say last Uh, year felt like i won when i won I don't feel like that's true, but let's let's live in for the future, not in the past, Daniel. Mm, that's what that's I'm always convenient. looking okay. forward. So okay. it's good to be back tonight. I've been off for a couple of weeks, and it's great to have April here tonight. One of the things we would like to mention is I haven't really cleared this with other screeners, and I don't really have any idea of how it would work except to say I feel generous tonight, and so maybe we should do some sort of contest. And so mm. I'm just going to throw this out there and say, oh my gosh. you know, whoever – We'll do it like we do our Oscar contest. We'll just say, boy, I don't know. I'm getting, in, I could get in trouble. Wait, wait, here. We'll hold just on. Let's say, talk about this real quick. <laughs> this is how we're going to do this. Because like 37 people <laughs> can a, beat us. There's, there's a lot of peer pressure here. That's what is, true. What's happening? I, I, I thought we were going to talk about giving me a handicap or something. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. You don't need it. You do that very well by yourself. I think <laughs> probably what I'm going to say is of our listeners, if you mm. can't, whoever scores the highest, let's yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah. Of our listeners, we will send you the Blu-ray from the summer of your choice. And, and I can uh, still do, I guess I could still do a Google form and just have people submit that way. Yeah. And yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah I'm so, done. So Daniel put up, put up a Google form. Please do go to the summermoviewager.com for easy tracking. But send us your picks over to this Google form as long as they're in. Let's just go ahead and, Ooh. spoiler alert, but we'll go ahead and give you one week grace period from the end of Endgame because... Let's be honest, I think that's probably all going to be our number one pick. So we'll say, as long as your picks are in by the weekend after Endgame, uh, then we'll officially enter you into the contest. So with that in mind, you can get a full breakdown of the rules at thesummermoviewager.com, but the short version is essentially this. If you get number one or ten dead on, that's 13 points. If you get two through nine dead on, that's 10 points. And then the points slowly go down from there, depending on how close you are to the actual pick, whether you're one away, two spots away, etc. And then, of course, your dark horse picks, if they end up anywhere on the top ten, are worth one 
point. With that out of the way, guys, let's just jump right into it. Uh, this is a, a Disney-heavy year. We have some heavy hitters coming. I know for sure there's some really big movies in the fall, and I want to mention again that this window is defined by this weekend with the release of Endgame all the way to Labor Day. That's our window. So Frozen 2, It Chapter 2, Rise of Skywalker, those are not eligible. So this is going to, and let me also say this is for domestic box office only, not worldwide. So everybody ready to jump in? Let's do this. Yes. All right. So yep. we'll go around, and unlike our top 10 countdown, we're actually going to start with our number one picks and go from one to 10. So with that in mind, let's jump. April, this is your first show back. It's your first show as an official co-host. So let's start with you. What Ooh. is your number one pick of the summer? I really went on a limb on this one, and I'm taking <laughs> a chance. Endgame. Mm. Wow. Wow. I feel like see how, we'll see risky. how it goes. <laughs> That's why totally we brought you to this podcast. Out. Oh, man. <laughs> For sure. So should we save everybody's time? Does anybody have anything other than Endgame as their number one? No. No. You don't know me, Chad. I don't. That's why I asked. So, Josh, <laughs> is Endgame no, your number even, one? Even I put Endgame. Okay. Right. So Good. I think we're all in agreement that Endgame, I, I mean, here's just a little anecdote for me. The day that the pre-sale tickets for Endgame went on sale, I tried both AMC A-List mm -hmm. and Fandango, and I had to wait. AMC completely went down. I couldn't buy anything there. And Fandango put me in line for 92 minutes before I could buy my tickets. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I have a feeling it's going to do pretty well. Mm -hmm. So wow. that's that's all our number one. So let's go now to our number two. So April, what do you think is going to be the second highest grossing film of the summer? Okay, I think it's going to be The Lion King. Part of it is because I feel very sentimental towards it, but also Disney movies go real, they go big, and everybody loves The Lion King. I don't, I don't know anyone who doesn't love The Lion King. I think April. Let me introduce to you to it. Josh. His name is, uh, <laughs> doesn't love anything, but please continue. Anyway, I just I feel really good about it. I think it's going to do really really well. Okay, okay, Daniel. Let's go to you. What's your number two? Well, long story short, I also have The Lion King. But I don't feel necessarily as confident as April sounds. I think it's very, very close with between The Lion King and Toy Story 4. Uh, I really struggled with this one. I think there's a very valid argument to be made that it's going to be Toy Story as the number two movie of the summer. An animated film is always number one or number two. Always. I'm, I'm going against that pick this year. I think there's a few factors in it. I think The Lion King has all that nostalgia that April was talking about. So many 90s kids uh, are going to see it, as well as everybody else. You have the older kid crowd, not the younger kid crowd, but you do have the older kid crowd still. And then you have the legions of Beyonce fans, the legions of Childish Gambino fans. So I think there's just a lot that's uh, that's uh, going to be pushing towards it. And, of course, the Disney, Disney machine is going to be working in overtime. So I think it's going to be Lion King, but it is it was not an easy choice. I do feel like every year we have this argument where we talk ourselves out of picking a Pixar movie I know. Uh, in, in one or two, and it bites us every year. Yeah, so we'll it's see. always there. It's always there. So I'm, true, I probably so. just lost right there. Probably true. All right, Josh, speaking of losing, <laughs> what about number two? What was your number two oh, pick? I'm not, try me, I'm not trying to be Look, mean. I mean, I believe your score last year was, it was like an all-time low. <laughs> you don't have to try to be mean, Chad. It oh, just comes out naturally. I'm so sorry. And it hurts me. First off, 
I will give you an atonal, atonal version of I just can't wait to be king if that's what you want me to do. Yes. I, will, I believe you set the stage. Let's Please do this. Do. Ladies and gentlemen, Josh Ziegler. <laughs> You can't see me. I got I got jazz hands. I, <laughs> Lion King's beautiful. great. Look. First of all, that was not atonal, Josh. I mean, I think most most people. I mean, it wasn't good, but I believe most people know what song you were singing. That's awesome. good, Joshua. That's good. Yeah. All right. So, do you have the oh. Lion King as your number two? All that said, my number two is Toy Story Four. Oh, <laughs> okay. Perfect. Perfect. I have a suspicion that you may actually be right there, Chris. Do let's, you do you agree so. with uh, Daniel or Josh? I actually am agreeing with April and Daniel, which is the Lion King. I think uh, this movie is going to because of the nostalgia factor. Because both parents and the kids, the mm-hmm. parents want to bring their kids to experience this. The same thing with Aladdin this year. I think both those movies mm. are going to do really, really well because. Mm-hmm. Aladdin's my favorite movie of all time uh, as far as like uh, Disney films. And so I think that that is going to be just for me anyway, uh, a big part of this is re-experiencing. I think both the animated feature film on rental and digital is going to be huge this summer. And obviously the, the, the movie itself is going to do very, very well. So for me, the Lion King number two, I think that's, I think that's pretty well uh, a pretty good pick, I think. And I agree with you. Toy Story four may 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 do better, but the Lion King or Toy Story is going to be two and three, in, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I the last couple of years, the number two, which were both Pixar's, were up in the four hundred million plus range domestically. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like, yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Yeah. But I'm going to side. I'm going to make the safe pick. You know, you got to go out on a limb to win these things. But I'm going to stay sure. safe on this this first pick. Uh, and I'm going to also say it's the Lion King. Hmm. So Josh so, may win yeah, this based on that. This is like yeah. a, a defining. No, point he, for Josh. no, because there's eight more picks. So let's just keep that. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I know, it. but I'm just saying that I, we. I think we all agree that these are going to. Oh, for sure. Flip flop or you know exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So these we'll top see. three are pretty tight. So April, what do you have for your number three? Um, well, we've already mentioned it, but I have Toy Story four as number three, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, it's just as what you all said, Pixar films in the summer do really well. And Toy Story has such a huge fan base already. I, it'll do really well. Yep, I can't argue with that pick, Daniel. Yep, Toy Story 4. Uh, you know, Toy Story 3 made over a billion dollars worldwide. Huge phenomenon. I'm wondering... Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to comfort myself and putting it in number three as opposed to number two. I'm wondering if there's any very, 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 very minor backlash about some people who are disappointed that they're making another one when three mm. was such a good three was such a good conclusion. Obviously, that's going to not really impact it at all. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm putting that in, at number three with with the obvious caveat that it could do very, very well. Okay, Josh. So my number one and number two picks weren't very entertaining, so I have to pick it up a little bit here. And I'll say my number three pick is ridiculous because I should have put Lion King there. But I just went ahead and did another superhero movie, so it's Spider-Man: Far From Home. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. It's not I totally a, outrageous. That's not I mean, bad. Crazy. I have a feeling that you may get a point or two at that at that level, maybe. So Chris, where are you? Yeah, Toy Story Four. I've already said it, um, and I think. Really, these three films, you know, the number two, number three are going to could flip flop. So, but Toy Story number Toy Story four is my third pick, number three pick. Yeah, it is also mine. I, I think that I think the top three 
even though mm-hmm. I, I'm a conflicted a little bit about Lion King and Toy Story 4, I think those are clearly the top three. And then after yeah. this is where it gets a little convoluted. Yeah, a little interesting. So, yes. Yeah, so I think this is where the, the contest will finally see some separation. So, April, what do you mm-hmm. have for your number four? Well, not far off from Josh, I have Spider-Man as number four. I think a lot of people are going to be excited, hopefully, who knows, after Endgame, wanting to see another Marvel movie. So that's but what Spider-Man's I'm dead. For. I don't understand. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, we I, saw I, I it happen. Understand. No, I don't understand. Somebody explain this to me. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here he to wakes, argue that. But he wakes up far Spider-Man. from Spider-Man. Clearly. Oh. Ah. Oh, wow. really with, with, far. With all these Infinity War insinuations here, I, I feel like this is the appropriate time where I remind our listeners that Chris on the last show, which I was unfortunately yeah. not a part of, said he would rather yes. watch Hellboy <laughs> over 2019 forever with instead of seeing if Infinity War again. Correct. I just feel like that needs to be. You still stand by that. Unbelievable. Yes, absolutely. It is a better. Hellboy is a better movie than. Oh man, a Chris. better Whatever movie. Just, just stop That's it. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, it. <laughs> oh, let me say it this way. It, may, it might not don't. be a better movie. I enjoy it more. Let me say it that way because I, I don't want to tell everybody. It's not like a definitive statement, but Chris Farrell enjoys Hellboy more than Infinity War. Let me say it that way. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Mm. Thank you. That is interesting. Okay. Uh, I don't don't think it really is. I don't think anybody cares, but keep going. Daniel, uh, what's your number four? I took a few risks uh, going going here on out. Um, I'm very curious to see what your guys' lists look like. There's one risk in in particular that I'll talk about when I get to the film that I put much lower on the list than I feel like most people will have it because I just have a feeling. So for my number four, I put this one a little higher than I think most people will have it. That's Detective Pikachu. Mm. I Number think four. this movie is going to do extremely well. Yep. We've seen a couple early reactions, just a couple, that have been very positive. So I think I think it's going to do very well. I think there is such an enormous Pokemon fan base that's never had a, a, a movie like this uh, for them yet. You got Ryan Reynolds in it. It looks hilarious and yes. awesome. So um, I, I just I really think this is going to do very, very well. Let me jump in out of turn because um, Detective Pikachu is also my pick for Mm. number four. And the reason why it is is because the marketing on this is insanity. Mm. My kids want to see that. No, they have not watched any Pokemon. They don't have any friends who play Pokemon. But they are even familiar with the franchise. But they, they've seen the trailers so many times. They are excited about this movie. They point out the poster when they see it. They, they are just, they're ready to see this movie. Yeah. And, of course, Ryan Reynolds is hilarious. And mm-hmm. I think I, you know, if, if it's done right, if, if, it is, if, if it's actually a good movie, like it's enjoyable mm-hmm. for adults and kids, I can see this being a huge, huge success this summer. So And, and yeah. it's PG, so, so yeah. it can have Correct. a really good kids audience. Correct. Yeah. 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 So that's that is a lot going for at it. number four. It's going to have to make almost three hundred million domestic. That yeah, that, Pokemon, that honestly seems reasonable. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so too. And I think so just because it is so different than it, it, it's one of those properties that has not been seen on the big screen in yeah. this way. Yeah. Um, but has the fan base that could 
that could really propel it. That's interesting. It, so. I mean, a three hundred million, it's going to need to yeah. open at like eighty or ninety to get yes. that to have legs. Okay. Yeah. Well, All I'm saying right. is, it, it's in. It was in my top five most anticipated of the year. It comes out on my birthday. I'm mm. I'm so ready All for it. All very so. solid data data yes. supported reasons. There. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. All right, Josh. What is uh, what's your number four? Number four is Lion King because I'm not surprising or original, That's and I have not seen any of the marketing for Detective Pikachu. And I saw that when I was scrolling down release the releases list, and I was like, oh, skip. <laughs> it sounds like okay. a movie that you would love. Yeah, yeah. It seems like this—that's the kind of movie that Google would try and you know advertise to you, Josh, based on your search and history. Yeah, I you did, and... in fact, watch Pokemon cartoons before high school. Hey, there you go. Mm. Okay, yeah, well, you this go. you're the audience then. Yeah, you know. Okay, well, my number four, I'm actually in agreement with April. My number four, I, I wanted to put Spider-Man Far From Home lower. I just think the brand recognition is really strong. I think coming off of Endgame, people are going to want to see uh, more of these characters from this universe. Mm-hmm. So I think four at about, you know, 290, 300 million domestic feels about right for that one for me. So that's my number four. Which gets us uh, to number five. So we're almost halfway home. April, what is your number five? Uh, Number five, I have another kids movie. I have Secret Life of Pets 2. Number five. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. And did you like the first one? I did. I thought it was good. It did really well in theaters. I think... I think there's a lot of anticipation kids-wise for it. My daughter, every time she sees it, wants to watch it, and she's two. So not not that you Mm. could take her opinion on it but honestly this is my first time so i'm trying to like kind of guess at it but that's i'm feeling secret life of pets listen you don't no, oh, good... you don't have to apologize <laughs> if you've heard josh's list you have know that you're in good company there he actually yeah, this is... last year he picked a movie that didn't even release last year if that tells he you picked a documentary <laughs> for the list so well to be fair <laughs> i picked hilarious. the movie that released last year it just wasn't the movie I thought it was. <laughs> yeah. No, it hasn't come out yet. No, it hasn't come out, Josh. So No, I picked the one that he, came out. There yeah, were two... He picked Won't You Be My Neighbor. Thank you. Yeah, but I he picked, picked it to make like $400 million. Because I thought it was a documentary starring Tom Hanks. We'll, we'll, we'll get past that some here. <laughs> no doubt it. Okay. All right. So Secret Life of Pets 2, that's a solid pick. Daniel, what about you? What's your number five? Uh, I, I really contemplated putting Secret Life of Pets 2 right there. I, I ended Do up it. not because um, or I, the reason I contemplated it is that I think that movie is going to do very well. I had forgotten as I was kind of doing a little bit of research that Secret Life of Pets, the first one, had broken like some box office records. It did very, very well when it came out. And so I, I, I don't think I liked it very much, so I think that's why I had kind of forgotten about it. But, yeah, so I think that's going to do very well. But I ended up putting... Spider-Man Far From Home at number five. I also felt like Chad, uh, you know, I wanted to put it a little lower. I feel, I I don't know, I just don't see it doing extremely well. But I do think the follow-up to Endgame is going to really propel some money towards it. So, uh, so yeah, so Spider-Man is my number five. Solid pick, solid pick. Josh, what's your number five? Maybe this will be a little entertaining, since every time I say I'm entertaining, I turn out not to be. How about Godzilla, King of Monsters? Woo! Anyone? Godzilla? Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. That's, that's actually a, a pretty good pick for number five. 
<laughs> I swear, I swear, I'll do better on the second half of the list. The first one made a, a significant amount of money, um, and this one uh, looks to—it's definitely going to chart on the top ten somewhere. No, so uh, no, it definitely will. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it definitely, it definitely will. No, okay, Chris doesn't think so. Let's wow. remember this moment, people. That's we'll we'll circle he didn't back. Pick it. Yep. All right, Chris, what's yes. your number five? It's probably not Godzilla, huh? No, it's not. Uh, Daniel and I have the exact same list so far. <laughs> So Spider-Man Far From Home. So the, our first five picks are the right. exact same. So here we let's, are. Let's see okay. how long we can keep it up. Yeah, my number five is a movie that I will not watch. It is a movie that I will probably never watch. I don't like this franchise. I don't care about this franchise. And everybody else in the world seems to. And I think this movie is going to make a ton of money. And that's why I put it at number five. And that's Hobbs and Shaw. That's mm-hmm. Fast and Furious. Yeah. Uh, people <laughs> freaking love these movies. They and they all, yeah. they make hundreds of millions yes. of dollars. This, this is cross, my kind of movie. This is I a Chris so movie. I'm so excited. Yes. Oh, there is no is doubt. There is no doubt. I mean, if we decide to review it, I'll see it. But I'll do it begrudgingly. I, I don't like <laughs> these movies. I like silly, crazy fun, but these movies, you know. Oh, they're I, great. What are you movie, talking about? I'll be the midnight <laughs> showing of yeah, Mo- Shaw. Movie, yeah. Yeah. Oh, movie number gosh. one, they're street racing, and movie number seven, they're fighting submarines on, in the ice. Yes. So Literally. Yeah. So it's like wonderful. their fists. It's That's so wonderful. It's the yeah. greatest, greatest it's, thing. Where's that San Andreas clip? Chris yeah. deserves it this time. <laughs> that is absolutely true. <laughs> So that's my number five. It may be a little high, but I don't know. When I look at everything else that is to come, there's, there are several that if you just look at a lot of the statistics that are out there and the probabilities, they are expected to make more money than this. But yeah. I don't feel like people are as excited about some of the sequels that are coming that we'll talk about later, which takes us now to our number six. April, what is your number six pick? Yeah, so originally uh, I actually had this at number three, and then I did some research, and I was like, I don't think this is number three, but I am personally very excited about it. And we've already mentioned it, but it's Detective Pikachu. Mm, I played Pokemon growing up, and I am super excited to watch this film. Nice. I'm a nerd, so I love it. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. so number six. Yeah, this was one of those trailers. I try not to watch trailers, but this is one of those where I didn't know what it was when it first came on. So I watched the first minute and a half of the trailer, I guess, and it. I have to be honest, it looks really funny. It looks mm-hmm. really good. It does. So, it does. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm definitely down for that. I think that's solid. Uh, Chad, have okay. you had your have you had Detective Pikachu on your list? I'm I'm trying to I have not. No, not okay. yet. Okay, interesting. Okay. Not yet, not yet. Which takes us to you, Daniel. What's your number six? Number six, like I already kind of talked about, Secret Life of Pets two. Uh, animated films just do very well on these lists. So that might actually even be a little low, honestly. So that's where it landed for me. Okay, Josh. Number six for me, Secret Life of Pets 2. Nice. Right. Look at Josh having a respectable good, list. Good What's pick. Happened? <laughs> good pick. What's happened well, there, there to wasn't, 2019? There wasn't much, uh, I don't know, I guess I should have picked some more A.D. Bryant movies. <laughs> All right, Chris, what's your number six? All right, there was a path in the wood and it diverged, right? And this is where uh, Daniel and I uh, split off. Bummer. Um, I am, I'm going with Aladdin. Uh, I think mm. okay. this six. is going to do really well. It is the one I'm most excited about. I know Lion King is going to perform much better, but Aladdin, I personally am more excited to see. So And Chris took the path with Will Smith as a genie on it. Yes. Yeah. In fact, I think anyway, I'm I'm excited. I think it I think it all looks really great. So I'm ready to do it. Let's go. Ugh, man. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I have yeah, a hard I have a hard time yeah. getting excited for for 
Aladdin. Even I loved Aladdin. Aladdin as a kid. It was probably my second too. favorite. And I really haven't been that excited about what I've been saying about it. It was well, the first movie I saw in a the theater as a kid. If the, I saw this, I would be depressed about Robin Williams. Yeah, see, that's the thing is that I think Will Smith is great. I think it's going to be a lot better than the trailers are leading people to believe. But unlike all the other Disney remakes, pulling Robin Williams out of this almost feels like mm. it pulls its heart out of it. So we'll see. I mean, we'll see. Who knows? I yeah okay whatever uh, sure I, <laughs> whatever I, 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 whatever Robin not Williams begrudge, stupid not to begrudge no 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 Ron, Robin Williams is iconic there's no doubt but I think what Will Smith is doing here is is very different and I think quite funny the newest trailer makes this movie look so epic my kids asked to watch the trailer four times in a row hmm. um, you I do know, think I, it'll do well I just yeah. don't know how well we'll see we'll see number okay. six for me. All right, number six. My number six is Detective Pikachu. I think for sure All right. it's gonna it's gonna make a lot of money, and I think it's gonna be. I th- what Daniel mentioned earlier, I think, is really important. I think the fact that it's a PG movie is gonna make a huge difference, and that kids are gonna go, parents are gonna go, and that it's gonna be really, uh, really very successful. So that's my number six. All right, so now let's go to number seven. Back to you, April. What is your number seven? Okay, I probably won't see this movie but i have godzilla king of the monsters as number mm. seven okay okay interesting now who else is had somebody put has somebody put that on there that josh. Was me. josh that was me. okay okay i don't know that people are clamoring for this one but uh but we'll see so uh daniel let's go to you what's your number seven Number seven, I've got the double ampersand. Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. There it is. Uh, Yeah, I think everything Chad said is true. People just lose their minds over these movies, and they're just, every single last one of them is just pure terrible. Just just purely awful. So uh, Chris but, is offended right now. <laughs> yeah, they're just so bad. All of them. Every single one. Wow. You know what? You guys are just so snobby. You guys are nothing but <laughs> film snobs. Like, I know what people enjoy. I know what true I have racked is. my brain. <laughs> I have racked my brain trying to figure out what is good about these movies. I sit there in the theater. I go every time, and I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, Why do you keep going? Be, I want to understand, Josh. No, it's like you an anthropological these experiment. People. These you people can't defy understand these. <laughs> I believe. People? Yes, I believe Chris describes them as the lower people. Is what he said in the last podcast. <laughs> that's what he said. So, oh, that's man. what he said. That's what he said. So anyway, Although it's my new goal for every show for somebody to say something that makes Chris do his terrible British accent version of us <laughs> being very pretentious. Swirl his I think, wine glass. I think it's fantastic. I think it's fantastic. So that's, that's, that's my number seven pick. My, the only reason it's that low is that it kind of comes out towards the end of the movie wager. Yeah. I think uh, early August. That's the only reason. So it has just a little bit less time than some of the other films to kind of r- rack up the money. So, but I do think it's going to do very well. And uh, you can't discount. You know, this is this one's an experiment for the franchise because it's a spinoff. They haven't done that before. But yeah. it's The Rock and Jason Statham. I mean, yes, it is. So it's yep. going to do. It's going to do very well. It's going to do a bit gangbusters. And for sure. Idris Elba. Don't forget mm. uh, Idris Elba. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's actually more probably for the international markets, but that movie is going to do exceptionally well. What are you well. saying, is, Chris? Yeah, uh, that sure. he's a very pop, popular in Europe because he's yeah. from Britain. Just kidding. Uh, speaking of Britain, Chris, could you give us a little bit of pretentious, Chris? <laughs> I, that's, I think you set us up for that. 
I want to I want to say so many things right now, but this is not an explicit <laughs> podcast, so I'm oh, going to just keep true. my mouth shut. Keep it safe. All right, Joshua, back to you. What is your number seven pick? I do not know how many times Daniel and I are going to match up on this, and it's kind of disconcerting mm. that we have so, so many so far. For you or for me, but. I don't- it's disconcerting for me because well you should be worried you should definitely be worried about this but no i did not have a uh, a transporter movie to pick this year mm. so i had to pick fast and furious hobbs and shaw for number seven <laughs> yeah. yes that's you a pick? callback for i think it was one of our first ones that we ever did josh yes. picked a movie what was it do you mechanic remember the mechanic resurrection not the mechanic the mechanic resurrection no it wasn't an insurrection <laughs> who no. knows it's an all-time great pick, though. I think that movie yeah. made like $14 that year. It was fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. All right, uh, Chris. Yes. Another good pick by Josh. All right, Chris, let's go to you. What's your number seven? The Secret Life of Pets 2, I think. All right. Just for everybody's already said it, I think it's going to do exceptionally well. But because there's such a crowded field of other films coming out before it, I think, or at least you know, on my list anyway, I think... Yeah, this is where it has to go. I don't know that it will do better than anything else I've already listed. So Secret Life of Pets 2 for number seven. I agree with you, Chris. My seven, my seven is The Secret Life of Pets 2 for all those same reasons. I think this is where it lands. Yep. Which brings us now to our number eight. So April, what do you have for your number eight pick? I have Hobbs and Shaw. We've already talked right. about it. So mm-hmm. I was the first few I enjoyed. They were fun. The sixth one, is that the one where they're like on the runway for an hour on a plane? <laughs> this, you, you, hey, that's They're going realistic. down the runway. You right. Mean, on like the they're runway. going they're down the runway in off. a plane and they're not taking off. They're just on the runway. That that yes. scene lasts like 45 minutes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that wonderful. Was, that was when they lost me. I was like, okay. That's it's interesting. It's always unrealistic, but this is this one's oh, too far. That's when they so lost funny. you and that's when it cemented its place in Chris's heart. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting in the theater thinking, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Give me I more. Am, I am here for it. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good pick. Good pick there. Daniel, what's your number eight? So this is what I referred to earlier. I, I actually thought this film would be higher on your list. I think it's only been on one or two lists, uh, and that's Aladdin. I I do have a bad feeling about this film. I don't. Uh, and I love Aladdin, the 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 original movie. I I think it's a fantastic, one of the best Disney movies. But this one, I'm just I'm nervous about. I think it's still gonna do very well. That's why even at number eight, these movies still do pretty well. But I think there's a little bit of fatigue. I think this only comes out maybe two or three weeks after after Endgame. I think it's the week after Detective Pikachu. So I think there's just a lot of things not playing in its favor. And so I and and I'm worried that it's not even going to have a good critical reception. So word of mouth might not help it either. So that's why I have Aladdin at number eight. Yeah, and I think there's a little bit of precedent there for word of mouth impacting box office that we got with Dumbo. Now, obviously, Dumbo is not beloved like Aladdin is. I know Chris is probably rolling his eyes, but I think that. What I'm hoping is that's going to happen, even though I saw another thing this week where they're getting ready to do another remake, is that I think there has to be at some point a fatigue yes. with these, these remakes. There has to be, surely. Yeah. So, Aren't they, all, the, d- all the arguments that you're making right now, could they not actually be applied to The Lion King as well? Though? Oh, they could be, but The Lion King's an all-timer. I mean, if you ask anybody... And Aladdin isn't an all-timer? No, I don't think so. Way. I don't think so. I think Aladdin... Oh, okay. 
I think Aladdin for a lot of people individually is was the movie that they loved. But I mean, my goodness, you've got the Lion King transcends Disney. Yeah, it's a worldwide phenomenon. A Broadway show that won all the time. It's I mean, it's so it's is huge. Aladdin. But go ahead, continue. Yeah, Keep going. Come on, listen, whatever. You How can't. You how can't. loaded is the Aladdin cast compared to the Lion King cast? That I mean, too. just look at it. That too. Yeah. Well, you want one cast you'll see, and the other one you won't. Look, I understand all of this. That's fine. Cool. Whatever. But I'm just saying what you're arguing could literally be applied to the Lion King as well. And you got that as number two or three. I can't remember what it is. Well, yeah. And, is and I said, two. I said they're both risks. I said I was taking a risk yeah. with Aladdin. It could very well. It could do very well. It's very possible. Um, I just, I think it's not going to do very well critically affecting word of mouth. Right. I think it'll be some fatigue, has more competition, things like that. So a good litmus test for me is always my wife because she doesn't like to see all the movies. And in two seconds of hearing the Lion King was out, she was buy me tickets right away. When I told her Aladdin was coming out, she rolled her eyes. Mm. So, you know, you know, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, so Dumbo Dumbo has only made like $100 million, something like that. And I think Aladdin will do far better than I Dumbo did. No question. But I think some of that fatigue is setting in. Okay. Let's go to you, Josh. What's your number eight? My number eight is... I told you I didn't pick a documentary this year, but I did because why not pick a biopic? My number eight is Rocket Man. That's right. Why not? That's an interesting pick. That is it an is. interesting mm-hmm. pick. Yep. Is that rated R, or is that? Uh, I do not know. I think it's PG thirteen. Okay, which has been well, a little then, controversial, actually. Well, I, I didn't know for sure, but I, I mean, if it's PG thirteen, that has a lot. Yeah. I thought I was going to be rated R, but if it's PG thirteen, that is a much higher potential yep. there. Coming off of Bohemian Rhapsody, I mean, it'd yeah. be hard to mm-hmm. argue against the potential of those kinds of yeah. movies for sure. And and I think this looks amazing. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me this isn't a sequel to Rocketeer? I might have picked the wrong movie. <laughs> so, Chris, let's go to you. What's your number eight? The Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and presents. Shaw. All right. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm 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 very excited about this dumb movie. I cannot wait to see it. And whoever's going to review it with me is going to have a miserable time. But yeah. Yeah. Here we go. I will see it just to participate in that because your uh, you your unchecked enthusiasm is no longer acceptable. So. So Tyler. <laughs> Tyler, uh, co-host on Next Trek Podcast, loves this franchise as well. Yeah. So, oh, man. Uh, so you guys will have... Uh, the we'll battle have lines will review. be drawn. That'll yeah. be great. Yeah. Okay. Well, my number eight, even though I have somewhat been somewhat negative on it, is Aladdin. I think it's going to make uh, or right at $200 million, which is usually where this, this falls on the, the top ten. I think it's going to be good. I think I'm going to enjoy it. I just don't think it's going to be as big as people think that it could be so that's where it is for me so we only have two more before we get to our honorable mentions let's go back to april april what is your number nine all right my number nine is dark phoenix mm. oh, okay yeah i uh i think a lot of people like the x-men and this is a probably a really stupid reason for really wanting to see this movie well one i like x-men movies but two game of thrones is going to be ending and i really just want to see sophie turner it's true yes like kicking butt (laughs) as gene gray so anyway dark phoenix (laughs) yeah i don't have the info in front of me of how much the last x-men made logan not logan the one that was a true x-men all right it looks like domestically it made 155 million 155 and that was a big disappointment at the time foreign it made 388 and worldwide it made 543 
Gotcha, gotcha. So, I mean, to be honest with you, nine or ten is around a hundred and twenty five to one hundred and fifty. So that's probably a, that's probably about right. So let's go to you, Daniel. What's your number nine? Number nine is Godzilla, King of Monsters. This is uh, obviously a gigantic movie, but I, I really don't feel much love. I, I feel like nobody's really excited about this movie. I don't hear people talking about it. Don't you know? So I, I'm I'm excited for it. Actually, I think it could be really cool. So uh, I'm definitely going to see it. But I think the fact that it's I just there's no word of mouth, no buzz around it. I think it's going to kind of clock in around number nine. And I think the first Godzilla and and Kong Skull Island. I don't think either of those broke. I don't think either of those got to 200 million. So, uh, so I think that that kind of places it around number nine. Yep, that sounds right. Uh, Josh, what's your number nine? My number nine, Daniel is is right there about the Fast and the Furious movies. Like he goes and he just cannot understand why people like this franchise. And I'm the same way, except I have never seen a Fast and the Furious movie. <laughs> I had, I do, however, have that that same relationship with a franchise. And that is the John Wick franchise. Mm-hmm. And oh, I, I have see. seen mm-hmm. one and or most of two, and I do not get it. Oh. However, I, I know people who love it, so John Wick 3 is my number nine. Yeah, I, don't, I love I don't, John Wick. They're so fun. Uh, Correct. <laughs> I do not get how you do not get it, Josh. <laughs> I don't get it. But, because they're awful movies? Because, uh, I, I mean... It's like it's the same ethos as Fast and the Furious, right? They're terrible no, for the no, sake of being no, terrible. No, no. no. It's Keanu Reeves no. kicking butt. It's amazing. Yeah, I love yes, how you but, just compared those two, and they're yeah. like, no, 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 no. John Wick is much better. <laughs> there he is. There he is. <laughs> it is how dare exact. you? How dare you compare those two silly films? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They keep pretending that these are like legitimate I, I filmic know. exercises, and I don't. It is. No. It's literally a filmic exercise. The first movie, the directors are uh, st- former stunt coordinators, and so they took this premise of let's make the coolest action we can and put a story around it. Do you, Do you not understand that that's what Fast and Furious is as well? It's the most eclectic, like all no. different peoples no. and races and no. beliefs no. connections. It's all about family. No, that's all. That's all cool. It's just the movie is dumb. They're cheesy. The coolest, the coolest part about the John Wick 3 trailer is him riding through traffic on a horse. Of course. People. Of I, course. Yes. It's dope. It's dope. Yes, yeah, you're I will right. say the, the world so, of John Wick is super creative with the it whole is, it's very hotel cool. and like, oh my gosh. I love it. It's great. I Except agree. there isn't a plane that's taking off for 45 minutes. And if Listen, it had that's what that it's missing. in it. That's the world building in John Wick actually is, is very cool. You're crazy. You're crazy. I watched the first movie. They just they put they vomited all this story about coins and yeah. russian so mob yeah. onto the screen yeah. with no introduction whatsoever it was yeah. great it was <laughs> yeah. and yet just, you just put accept it, this yeah. just yet, accept it you put it as number 9 so yeah. that's, so okay, so let's talk are. box because office because people love it and let's, i know people let's who talk love box it. office the first john wick made 40 million dollars Yep. The second John Wick made ninety million dollars, so they they've increased. So the third one could could do better than that. But even if it yeah. does better than that, uh, that's that's uh, number ten. Usually makes what Chad like one hundred fifty something in that. Yeah, one hundred twenty thirty. Well, about one hundred thirty to one hundred fifty. Yeah, and okay. we're at number so, nine. So right, number right, nine usually nine. is about a buck sixty or a buck seventy. Okay, it's, it's plausible. So if, it's co- it's possible. If, if, 
We only have two data points. If it's a linear rise, we are at 140 million. There you go. That's true. That's true. Well, it's Josh, do, you, do do your part and go see it, and then there you go. I would rather lose this wager. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Christopher, we're at number nine. What's your number nine pick? All right, so I think just like April mentioned that people are going to want to go see Sophie um, after Game of Thrones has ended, I think people are really going to see that beefcake Chris Hemsworth again uh, in the summer, <laughs> along with Tessa Thompson, who have just both been in in game. Um, so my number nine pick is Men in Black International. Mm. Nice. Okay. It's a good pick. Yeah, Let's I think that's that solid. Somewhere. I just cannot make myself get excited about that movie. I really? want to, but I just can't. I just I'm, can't. I, I think it's great. I think I, look, Chris Hemsworth is so charismatic, and I think it's going to be great. I agree. I really He's a beautiful do. man. I don't disagree. He is, he is a gorgeous man. There. He is. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right. Well, my number nine, I believe this is Daniel's number nine. It's Godzilla, King of Monsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could be wrong on this one. This one could be as high as number six, but it's... It's one of those things I just can't feel any excitement about it. And like Daniel yeah. said, I don't I haven't heard any even just ancillary conversation about this film at all. Nobody that I that I'm around has, has talked about being excited to see it. I'll definitely see it. I like the first one, but uh, I think it's going to be strong enough to make somewhere in that hundred and seventy million dollar range, which should put it at number nine, which now brings us to our number 10 pick. Now, this pick has historically been the difference in who wins this wager. Uh, yep. If we get it dead on, it's 13 points. So a very important pick here for you, April. What is your number 10? Oh, man, pressure. Now I'm second-guessing my whole life. As you should. <laughs> uh, it is Aladdin. I okay. really struggled of whether or not I would even put Aladdin in the list. Like I think it's mm. one of those that could do super well or it could bomb. Kudos to Aladdin, though, for actually being live action. That's my one problem with The Lion King. Yeah. How is that live action? Do they have actual right. talking animals? Nope. Yeah. Anyway, Aladdin. I like the angry April. I like it. She's like, "What do you? Don't bring me this and call it live action. What is this? Yeah, just, yeah it is right. animation. It's just better business. animation. It's just called it CGI. Let's That's be real right. about it. You're the Lion King right. is animation, no doubt. Correct. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, Daniel, number ten. What's it going to be? Man, I struggled here. Uh, I think any of my dark horses could snag this spot. I really wanted an R-rated film here because. Sometimes one of those can really break in. I think I think I have one specific dark horse pick that could do it. Uh, but I, I played it safe, I suppose, and I went with Men in Black International. I do think that film is going to do pretty decently. I think there's some nostalgia there. I know I feel some nostalgia for it. I love the Men in Black films so much, and so... I'm excited for this one. I think Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson are great. So, so I don't feel awesome about this pick, but that's what it is. Okay, solid, solid. Josh, I must say, before we get to our uh, Dark Horses, your list is very good. It's it really been is. very respectable. I'm proud of you. It's progress. Please continue that, or you could throw it all away with this number 10 pick. What is it? For number 10, I don't know whether Daniel's just like, not feeling well tonight or something. <laughs> um, but he couldn't have given me a better introduction for my number 10, which I picked because this particular filmmaker hasn't had a movie in quite some time and has a very dedicated fan base. 
and despite only having made one good movie in his entire career oh, my number 10 is once upon a time <laughs> in hollywood Quentin tarantino oh my goodness i well, can't stand your that guts intro was horrendous but that yeah. pick is very I, solid i had to follow i had to put that last line on there wow. just for chat that, that's Ooh. the one that i really i almost put that at my number 10 I, that's a very very good I knew pick it. when i heard you say that i was like mm-hmm. well i'll take that pick yeah it is a great pick, and Quentin Tarantino will go down as one of the greatest directors in the history of cinema, so I don't yep. care that you don't like him, Josh. It will, for Pulp Fiction. <laughs> okay, Chris, number 10, what is it? So this, I had a hard time deciding between Godzilla, whatever it's called, Godzilla 2, or one I actually went with. So I went with dark phoenix Mm. i know that that might be you know completely off might not do well i think a lot of it has to do with word of mouth from nerds right so Mm. if they actually do a good job with this story which is revered and loved which is the dark phoenix saga from the comics if they even approach something that is close to being at least respectful of that like they did with logan it could be great i mean it could do really really well if, on the other hand, if it comes out that this movie is hot garbage, which it very may well be, it will tank and do terribly. So my hope is it is going to be the last X-Men for a while because mm-hmm. Disney has purchased. So I've got a feeling people who have an affinity toward X-Men, like myself, will go see this movie. But if it's not got good word of mouth by the time it comes out, it may be terrible. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But that's my number 10, Dark Phoenix. I completely agree with that, Chris. I had the same struggle for my number 10 between three films, and Dark Phoenix was one of them, and the one that I ended up picking. And I believe, Daniel, you and I have the same last three picks, but my number 10 is uh, MIB International. I just can't I can't see a scenario where this movie doesn't make $140 million. Right. I mean, I, maybe it's maybe it won't, but I would be shocked if it didn't, so... I think it's uh, I think it's number ten for me. All right, guys, that's a pretty tight grouping there. Uh, there's a little bit of discrepancy in the middle, so uh, it's going to be a close contest this year, which makes this year's dark horses even more important. So just remember, if if any of these dark horses appear anywhere on the top ten, it's worth a point. So April, what are your three dark horse picks? I have Men in Black International, Rocket Man, and John Wick Three. John okay. Wick 3. She's on the John Wick train. All right. Daniel? Like I already said, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I I really wanted to put that on my list. I just I just couldn't end up doing it, but I think that film will do very, very well. There's so much anticipation towards it, so that could, that could really make it in. Uh, I put Dark Phoenix in my Dark Horses um, because, it, obviously, it's X-Men. It's the last one in the franchise. Everything everybody said, Sophie Turner, all that stuff is totally right the film itself has just had such a like a legendarily troubled production it's been pushed back over and over and over again i think disney doesn't care about that film and so i don't think they're going to do much to promote it because it because fox made it uh so i just i i think exactly I, i agree with everything chris said about the word of mouth if they do a good job I just don't think they're going to do a good job. So I don't think it's going to do very well. So that's Dark Horse. And then Rocket Man. I think if it's anything like Bohemian Rhapsody, which made something almost a billion dollars worldwide, which is insane, uh, I think Rocket Man could do very, very well. Okay, Josh, what are your Dark Horse picks? Okay, so I just kind of 
you know, threw caution to the wind here. Uh, I figured we don't have a strong comedy game this summer, and I don't think, besides Fast and Furious and John Wick, we don't really have any comedies on our list um, among the group of us. Thank you. So one of my dark horses was uh, The Hustle with Rebel Rebel Wilson and Anne Hathaway. I don't want to see it, but some people will. Um, Aladdin, because you got to put that somewhere. And a movie that'll probably come nowhere, nowhere even in the ballpark of the top 10, but why not? We have all these superhero movies. Why not pick one with a different take on the genre? And that's Brightburn. Mm-hmm. Yay, Brightburn. Daniel keeps Why trying not? to tell me this Why is going to be terrible. I have, I think it's going to be good. No, oh, I'm no, sure it will. No. I think it's going to be good. It's really bad. Oh, no, you're wrong. <laughs> I hope you're wrong. Okay. I'm so hopeful, Chad. I am. I'm hopeful for a serial killer Superman story. It sounds great. Um, <laughs> it does sound great. Chris, what is your, uh, what's your Dark Horse pick? All right, so for me, I've got Godzilla 2, or whatever it's called, King of the Mon- I don't King know. King of Monsters. Godzilla, They're doing a really good job of marketing. <laughs> um, so Godzilla, there's the other one. Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood mm-hmm. could like be a surprise hit. Yeah. I mean, it, mm-hmm. the only problem is it's definitely going to be rated R, uh, and there's so many other great films coming out. I don't think it's going to knock into the top 10, but maybe we'll see. Uh, and then there's a potential, uh, you know, if Dark Phoenix and Men in Black internationally bomb at the box office, maybe John Wick 3, those two R-rated films, Once Upon a Time yeah. and John Wick, could break in depending upon, you know, when it hits and how audiences are feeling after, you know, this really Disney-heavy mm. Uh, summer. So for me, those are my three top picks, uh, there, dark horse picks. There's a lot of hype for John Wick three, and like yes. we already said, mm-hmm. the, each one, the the first two made, the second one made more than the first. So I, it that's a really solid pick. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, for my dark horse picks, I, I had the exact same conversation trying to to figure out Once Upon a Time in Hollywood rated R, etc. But ultimately, I ended up going with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Dark Phoenix, and Rocket Man because wow, I, oh, wow. same, okay. same. I did because I mean I I just don't there are some other movies that come out after our window that are going to make a lot more than all three of those but you know they're not they're not coming out during this window so yeah. uh, I think this is going to be an interesting summer for you sure know, Josh did make an interesting point though there aren't where is the R rated comedy yeah. this year yeah very where, very comedy light this year what are we missing because I feel like our our lists are it was girls much trip just, last year and then nah, that's two years ago, was it game ago? What, is, what is late night Rated. Isn't that coming out this summer? Uh, I think that's gonna be PG. Yeah, that, that's more out. like uh, that the PG big 13? sick. Yeah, that's oh, more okay. like the big sick than than like the R-rated thing. Wasn't the big sick rated R? I'm, no, I don't was think it not? so. Good question. Maybe. I'm not sure, but yeah. I don't think so. I don't see why it would have been. Well, it's not it. just that there's not that R-rated comedy. There's just not a yeah, comedy. comedy. Yeah. What about yeah. uh, Yesterday? Have y'all seen the trailer? That, that? Lo- I thought about putting that in my dark horses. I that looks did amazing. I really want to see that. I'm excited about that. Yes, I'm very, oh, the very Beatles excited. Movie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That could be up there. That could be up there. Well, all right, guys. Those are our picks. And so just a reminder, if you'd like to play along, uh, make sure to f- seek us out and look for the Google Doc. Daniel will put that out. 
So we do want to encourage everybody to play along in our contest. Just a quick reminder, however, that the website, thesummermoviewager.com, will stop accepting entries, I believe, before April 24th. For us, however, we're going to extend a grace period to May the 1st. So as long as you get your picks in May the 1st, fill out that Google Doc on one of our social channels and we'll be sure to get you into the contest. And with that, thank you guys so much for being a part of this special episode. We love it every year. We hope that you do too. We look forward to me winning again, as I always do. And please make sure for one of our biggest reviews of the year coming up next week, it is Avengers Endgame, where Chris finally conveys movie status upon Infinity War when he sees the two becoming one. So uh, thanks so much, and we'll see you next time. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.